Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. From tactical analysis to player updates. We've got you covered on all the latest news on Las Aguilas. Now, let's start the show. This is the Eagle Eye Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. And boy, are we going to rejoice tonight as we recap that 4-0 victory, that 4-0 thrashing in the Clásico Nacional against Chivas. Who could have thought it? Not us, because we were all expecting a very, very tight game. And uh, well, I guess we all got exactly what we were hoping for deep down inside. And then we're going to get you guys ready ahead of the game against Querétaro, which is tomorrow, right? Doble Jornada for América making up for that second game that was postponed due to the terrible pitch conditions in Querétaro. But uh, joining me today, we have quite a full roster. Let me introduce them one by one. It is none other than uh, Christian Rosendo himself. Christian, how are we? I'm doing good, Ivan. I'm doing good. I hope all three of you are doing well. Um, Definitely not the game we expected, uh, but of course, as a Medica fan, um, there's always little things we can nitpick at. So I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get into those, but overall, I'm... I'm sure everyone was very excited after the final whistle. Definitely. It was one of those games where you kind of walk away satisfied. But like you mentioned, you know, if we, we like being picky here. It's so our DNA, I feel like, at this yeah. point. That we can it, it, it Even if we went 10 nothing, there was still something wrong with the game, though. 1,000 Yeah, it should, well, we have like, it, yeah, it was 10, but it should have been 12 type of It should have been 12, yeah. Yeah. Um, but alrighty then, going down the line here is none other than uh, AJ himself. AJ, glad to have you back. How are you doing, my friend? Doing good. Um, it was a very good weekend for me for in terms of America, both one both Clasico Nacional. So always good to hear. It was looking a little bit uh, a little bit worrisome for the ladies down there on Sunday, should, but uh, pulled it back. I like it. I like it. I mean, what a way to win it, too, right? Close to the end. Close to the end. The 89th minute header. Wonderful goal, by the way. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. Glad to hear that your weekend went well. And then, of course, uh, my neighbor in crime. Here we go. Chris Rivera. Chris, talk to us. How was your weekend? I mean, it would have been perfect if the Raiders, you know, didn't disappoint me. But I think people are going to be used to me hearing that on this. After after uh, every game, but when it comes to America, I mean, I mean, what else can I ask for? I know we're saying that we're gonna probably nitpick some stuff, you know, but I think that was probably the best game under Jardine, and that's just based on how it ended. You know, like we it, the, the people will say the St. Louis game, but I feel the St. Louis game could have been a lot better than this one. Well, the, with the way things were going. I'm very satisfied. I think there's a lot of correlations between the St. Louis game and this game that you can kind of find, you know, parallel narratives. I think both games ended in a thrashing, but they also could have ended into a bigger thrashing. And look, I'm going to be honest with you. My whole family was rooting for that fifth goal. Now, a lot of us probably wouldn't think too much of it. And it wasn't because they wanted to America to keep scoring. It was... It was because Chivas had humiliated us 5-0 back in 1993, I believe, is what they were talking about. 
So they always have that in the back of the mind that Chivas humiliated us, winning us 5-0. So obviously, they were all cheering for that fifth goal, right? You, they wanted, it, it was important to them to see America beat Chivas 5-0 so you, they can kind of get that little steam taken off of their backs. Um, which I thought was kind of interesting. I thought, well, you know what? This is something that we can definitely talk about on the podcast. And unfortunately, the fifth goal did not come through. Um, but it should have. Not just the fifth, the sixth, the seventh goal. I, I think we were very much careless in front of goal and in, in some place. Some decision-making was definitely questionable, especially on like a 3v1 situation, which, again, those things are stuff that, you know, maybe in a situation you're up for nothing, but still. You, you got to put those chances away. But overall, most importantly, I think all of us can safely say we did not expect in America to go out and win 4-0, but I think all of us are more than happy with the result. I mean, I predicted four goals from us. I just didn't think we were going to keep the zero like we did. Um, I, I, think, I think we should start there, though. I think that's just with the makeshift defense that we kind of went into this game, it just seemed very unlikely for us to kind of hang that zero on the scoreboard, and listen, big time Kevin Alvarez, big time Luis Fuentes, big time Ramon Juarez, and big time Igor Vichnowski coming in clutch. Um, you know, it's uh, like I said, it's it's just a, a, a when you look at the line, you're like, wow, you know, we're definitely gonna see one or two, uh, you know, slide in tonight. But you know, great game from all four of them uh, on Saturday. Night. And you know what? And, and do I dare say that we have finally found our defense? Like the defense that we've been looking for. I know it's a lot. It, it, it's a lot to take away from one game. And it, the argument could be made. How much can you take away from a classical like this? Or a game is mostly played through emotions rather than actual kind of, you know, your game to game situation like you do in the league. Um, because I don't know about you guys, but this game felt a lot more different than just like your average or typical Saturday night game. It, it felt like it was th- there was something to play for here for both sides. and so. I think America definitely went out there and performed. And you saw the likes of Ramon Juarez. He was up for it. I mean, the Canterano showed out. I thought he had an amazing game. Igor, all of us were more than skeptical with him coming in. And even more so whenever Sebastián Cáceres was announced that he was injured, right? So it was like hours before the game that America posted out the tweet saying uh, he's officially like injured and will be out for like a couple of weeks. And so now you thought, well, great. And it's Igor or Lara with Ramon Juarez. and. I just got to say, Igor showed out, balled out. I mean, the play he did to set up that third goal, unbelievable. Was nice. It was nice. And what I like about this game also, it also proves that we're we're not just four dudes to just come on this and just talk nonsense. Like we actually couldn't understand a little bit what was going on, right? So um, we, we called that that Igor had a, had a good um, percentage in aerial, aerial duels. And uh, he, was, he was perfect on the night and on those. And I think that helped us a lot. Um, for once, it felt like as the game was growing in, I wasn't really that afraid of any free kick that he was going to put in or any corner kick that, that we conceded. I actually thought that we were secure back there, and it was all thanks to him winning those duels earlier in the game that made me feel, okay, so he knows positioning, he got the aerial duels down, is there something we needed? Um, and desperately, so like you said, going forward and with all the injuries, I think we're going to see this pairing for a couple more matches to see if it really gels, uh, and hopefully it was just a one-time fluke, um, but First good impression, though, I believe, all of them. Yeah, no, I think that's the important thing about it is making sure that they follow up that performance against Querétaro, which I think is going to be the difficult thing about it. But you kind of have to ride the high and 
I know it seems a bit of a stretch, but you kind of have to write it out through the end of the season, right? Make this be the catalyst of your season. Just kind of build up on this because, like you said, the tougher teams are coming. Your Tigres, your Monterrey, your Tolucas this, this weekend as well. So it's going to be interesting. Jason putting out here, now that we're praising the fence, let's show some praise to Luis Fuentes, 37-year-old playing like a 25-year-old god. Um, good old 2000s Honda Civic with 200 plus miles. So reliable. I will say this, the Luis Fuentes definitely showcased out. I, I think he learned from his previous mistakes where he was getting completely taken care of like on that left hand, on that left hand side. And I think his positioning was a lot more, a lot better. So yeah, shout out to Jason there for the comment. I think, uh, he's right now, Chris. I mean, as reliable as they can get. Yeah, and I think the most important thing is that everyone helped each other out. It wasn't just like, I don't think there was a moment in the game where I saw someone just be vulnerable by themselves or anything. Ramon Juarez, like, one thing I noticed about Ramon is that, you know, talking about positioning, when we were playing him, when he first debuted, he would always be caught off guard, you know? And it's normal, right? They're young, they're, they don't have that experience. But now it's like he's always there, ready to mark. And everyone was just helping each other out. Like, it was just very good defend, defending. And hopefully it's, it's just not a one thing, one game thing, right? Hopefully it's every game we start seeing this. Because if it's just one thing or just one game, then it, it maybe it's more of a Chivas problem than our solution. But time will tell. And, you know, everyone just did their job on Saturday. And, you know, the interesting thing about this, AJ, you, you, you look at this team and you look at the players that were that came in as well, right? A very stacked bench, by the way. I mean, we had the luxury of keeping Henry Martin at bay, which I think was a little bit misfortunate, but it was due to that Ramon Juarez. I don't want to say injury. I think he just kind of ran through his legs a little bit sooner than expected. But, um, I mean, it, it shows that this talent, at least from the midfield going forward, there's you know, there's players that come in and out. Of course. They already, they get the sub, um, subbed in. They just already know what to do from the get-go. They just keep the game going. They knew that we still had a big advantage to goal, but they want to keep the goals from but not being able to score more than just four goals. They always had that idea in the back. They had like, what can we do to create ourselves another um, good opportunity for us to get an at goal, which was very nice to see. And like in the last couple of plays, we were making like the play substitutes. Players were still pushing in to get themselves the, the goal. They never stopped. They didn't want to sit back, which I feel like wasn't the game plan at all. Like I said, we didn't. We even mentioned the last um pass where we don't feel like Jadinia should wait for that for Chivas to come approach. That's not the way. We got to bring the game to Chivas, and that's what the players did. Um, every single one with the ball that they had on the feet, they wanted to just keep, keep moving that ball forward, see um the opportunities that they can create and get those the, in those good goal scoring positions. So the Starting 11 and the bench players, they knew what the objective was, what they were supposed to do in the game, which was to go out and win, score goals, to show how that they were the better team that night, and they that right to all the Americanistas and to Chivas, that they're the better team. Hands down, by, by miles. But I will say this, it did not come easily. I mean, the first opening minutes, Chivas brought the game to us, and I think we were messaging in the chat. I was like, why are we playing kickball? And, and it took a minute. Christian for us to settle down and, and get the That's ball going. Near perfect. I think those first 10 minutes, yeah. we got to give it to them. I think they, they came out with the right intention. Just nothing was executed on their part, right? Um, and then after the, after we just took control of the game, 
which is something we alluded to in last podcast too. We wanted to see the team once they got control, don't let go of it. And I think they did a good job for 80 plus minutes. And you know, it, it, it's something that we want to see this team keep doing, growing into that kind of, I guess, character in the game. Just be 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 the protagonist. Just always have the control of the ball. Uh, dictate the play. And I think that once we did that, they had no answer for anything that we were throwing. No, absolutely. No answer whatsoever. And I think that was the important part. I, you're right. It, it, at the end of the day, you kind of lose sight of the little things that you kind of nitpick. Those 10 minutes, absolutely crucial. And I don't think the pitch helped that much either. I mean, it poured, it rained, like it was terrible. I've never seen an Azteca that flooded ever. I mean, it's been years since and I've that seen first anything like play that. Where I, I forget, it was Nunez and someone else. I forgot who it was. Also. Uh, yeah. Dude, they were like, like they're were, they were about to go swimming, both of them. Yeah, literally. They it were. was bad. It was bad. And Chris. I thought, wow, if this game's going to be like this, this is going to be an off game to watch. But thankfully, you know, it turned out to be, you know, it, it was actually pretty fair. I, I think I think the ball didn't cause much problem. Um, I think the pitch as the game went on, I think kind of let, let itself, you know, play, be a little bit more playable. So at least that, that was good for, for the players, obviously, and for us as the spectators. Definitely, Chris. It was raging waters out there. We saw everyone slipping and sliding. But, I mean, ultimately, w- what is your key takeaway from this game? Besides the fact that we kind of secured it at the back. I think it was that, you know. I, I, I think I can't get away from the fact that in the back. Cause I, I think, I don't remember everyone's prediction, but I think everyone had it like one goal, right? And I think we, we became very... uh comfortable just saying like oh we're gonna get scored on because the defense isn't good but we didn't we got a clean streak and then it was a very good clean there wasn't like a fluky uh, clean streak where you're just like all oh, the goalkeepers saved a majority of the shots no it was a it was a they didn't really like get approaches that much you know? it, was, it was just a very good defensive game and, and i think it just has to continue like I, and I'm very optimistic we can get like this. Obviously, I know we're praising Luis Fuentes, but it's just I can't avoid his age and how slow he can. So I can't avoid that. But other than that, like it's a very promising. Like if they were to sign Igor, and he has like in the end of the season, I don't think many people complain if the performances are exactly the way it was. That. Yeah, and I think that's the important part, right? The if. That he has to continuously showcase that. And look, he has a great opportunity, right? Nestor Araujo confirmed out for the rest of the season. That's one less player in the pecking order. So it's going to be interesting to see how Igor takes these opportunities. Like, we saw a great game, right? A great game against Chivas. Follow that up with Querétaro. And specifically against Toluca. I think that's going to be the biggest test for all of these players again. And you guys mentioned it, right? It was a great clean shade. I, I think everyone did their job. Malagón maybe had one really good save that he had to make, and he made it. So uh, overall, I think, you know, I don't want to say 10s for all the defenders, but definitely high 8 for, for most of these guys because okay. it was, um, yeah, no, it, it, it was a very good game, and I don't think we've had a good defensive game in, boy, God knows how long. Yeah, so, it, it, yeah, yeah. And you know what the interesting thing is that when you compare the St. Louis game and the Chivas game, the difference is I think Chivas did more than St. Louis. So, if anything, I think Chris is right. This is probably the best game that America has had under Jardine. 
because of the rival, because of the situation, and because I think against St. Louis, you know, they didn't re- they didn't really put their hand in the fire. They kind of were just like, yeah, we'll see if anything happens. Nothing happens for them, and so be it. But Chivas said, you know, at least they had those first ten minutes, and you know, they were chipping away a little here and there, but we we contained them, and I think for the most part, important. Now, you guys mentioned it, AJ specifically saying that it was important that this team did not sit back and continued attacking. And I think that's something that we saw from the get-go, right? We opened the scoreline and then boom, again, we, we, we kept going for it and we saw these chances being created. And I saw a couple of times throughout the game, I think when we were 2-0 up, America maybe took their foot off the gas pedal just a little bit, but remained with possession of the ball. And this is exactly what I mentioned, right? I, I don't want to see us defend with the player, with all 11 players behind the ball. I want us to be the protagonist and have them chase us. And I think it paid dividends, you know? And, uh, I don't know what you would think, AJ. Um, no, I completely agree. Because I think it was like the open like two minutes, she just got a goal. Thankfully, it was ruled offside, but then it was like, all right, the back of the house is like, let's not start this again because it was a 2-0 lead. It's the most misleading lead. In all football. So when you when I saw that you a score, I was like, don't tell me like the defense is just gonna then start breaking out completely or he's like, All right, let's sit back. No, thankfully, when the goal was ruled off that I think that was also just a week off of the defense, like, hey, get it together. We got another forty five minutes to play. Let's continue how good we were doing in that first half and you know, keep the defense attack, which thankfully that's what they've been doing. She was working a lot of shots in that too, but they were all off target. Our goalie really didn't do much because our defense was on point. They were keeping most of the players contained. The only one that was making us a little bit of problems was Bjohan Vidalo, but he was the only dangerous player from that Chiva side on on their on their side of the attack. So all know with uh, Medica just no, they did a really good job. They just kept themselves all intact. They helped one another out if someone was out of position. Another player will come step in that help that player out so they can get themselves in the fair position to go defend. So all for America on that night just a really good job for them and both halves. They didn't take they didn't take their foot off the pedal. Maybe for like the first like open like couple of minutes in that second off, but then they got right back in. Oh yeah. I, I, I agree to that. I think it was impressive to say the least. Um well where do we go from here? I th- I think it's interesting to note that we all had a player to highlight, but before we get into that and whether or not they perform to their standard, who do you guys think deserves man of the match? Because a lot of people would argue that it was Diego Valdez, but I personally am going to say that it was Brian Rodriguez. I can see why you think it's Brian Rodriguez, but I think that without Diego Valdez on that pitch, I don't know if we we put up a performance like that. Um, I just thought that number 10 was was on it um was on fire like, was. from minute one so um I, I don't know i mean but but i do understand why because brian brian had a great game and the the point i was gonna make earlier when you guys said that we didn't you know we didn't it didn't seem like uh we stopped going forward and it was mainly due to him because the plays were going right through him and he was just the one taking on defenders left and right and creating space creating chances um so i think a big big chunk of this victory is because of brian rodriguez and his style of play and finally, we're seeing him you know, start to wake up and kind of show his best version. So that's that's good for us and good for him. No, yeah, of course. I mean, I told you guys, days like this would come. You just had to give him a little bit more chances, a little bit more faith. Um, 
but his decision making still needs a little bit more refining. There's a couple of opportunities that I think if he passes it a different way, uh, things would have been differently. So, no, but you're, I mean, absolutely right. I, I don't want to discredit anything that Diego Valdez said. Christian, you mentioned it, right? Number 10 was going to be crucial, detrimental to this America side for a victory and definitely showcased, showed out. And Chris, I saw someone on Twitter say that we haven't had that good of a number 10 in America since Guatemala Blanco. Is, is that fair? Uh, I would agree. He's talking about the position, not who wears Because I saw the comment. I saw the picture first or the, the tweet. And I'm yeah. like, well, there's Cabañas. But he said, well, the person playing the position. I mean, let's let's talk about it. Who who were 10? Montenegro, right? That's the first one after Guatemala. After, yeah, after Cabañas. Cecilio. Do you, Cecilio. No, 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 not who wore the, the 10, who played the 10. Did mm. Reynoso played the 10? No, no, after Guatemala. Oh, oh, after Guatemala. And it also was an eight. He was, yeah. So, so it was, re- remind me, Taco played, well, I don't know, that was before. No, that was, that was before. So, yeah. number tens, number tens <laughs> would be uh, Rolfi, Osvaldito played there for a little bit. The, the, um, would you recommend, would you uh, uh, look at Sambuesa as a ten? No. He was more he of what, he was, wide. Yeah, he was more to the okay. left. Because, I mean, if that's true, I mean, if that's really a uh, Cordova. <laughs> I mean, I can go off, bro. <laughs> and like, I can tell you 14 reasons as to why he doesn't make the packing order. But yeah, Diego Valdez, I mean, if you look at it from this step, really is. Because I wasn't a fan of him. I don't know how you guys thought about him, but I was not. I don't remember other, I mean, I think, time. but I, I think you could also make a case. I'm not saying I'm not saying I agree with the with the, with the statement, but I think you could also make a case that he is probably the best ten since Gautama Blanco, the one to wear number ten. Yeah, I mean, if what you don't take into consideration the Cabañas thing, I mean, yeah. and things because and I think Los Valditos go ahead, even though it wasn't really won title. That's a debate. Yeah. He won title, but though. you know what? I think I think Dylan might be on your side on this one, Chris. I, 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 I think Dylan definitely would be on that side. If I'm being honest with you, I wasn't a fan of Osvaldo. But let's be honest, we, he won titles and he wasn't like a liability or anything. It was like he did his, it's like he said, uh, uh, Dylan says, right? Comes in, clocks in, does his job and gets out. That's what Osvaldo was too. Now, when Osvaldo had a PK, I knew the net was breaking up after he shot. Mm-hmm. He, he had no accuracy, no, to just shoot the ball and it's going <laughs> to go in. I don't care. Okay. Just like Waltemo. <laughs> If we're being honest, it's just like what no, Cotemo had pers- uh, had had. Uh, nah, nah, definitely knew where he was going to place the ball. There was a time where he would just blast it. There was a time where nah, he would just blast it. Go, too. go. What, what about his PK against France in the World Cup? Go look at that one. That's placement at its finest, right there. Well, later in his career, he did blast it a lot, which I'm not complaining. He would blast. It. I don't know, but I, there's only certain players in my lifetime that I have been able to be comfortable with them taking Wait, a penalty and knowing that they're going to come in. That's so fun that we're, that we're on the top because that second Diego Valdez goal reminds me of that Conclema goal against Cruz Azul. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Saw, I, yeah. I saw there was a couple people yeah, tweeting not, that, yeah. It's not exactly the same. I think Conclema is still better. It's just like the form and like the way the ball was placed that instantly brought memories. I was like, oh, shit. That, that, that was well, 
that's an interesting one. I would argue that maybe Diego Valdez's was a little bit more difficult with all the bodies and all the little space that he had. But Guatemo Blancos is, is, is up there as well. I, I, I wish we could have like videos on this so we could play, play them both side by side. Yeah, just side by side. Oh, that'd be, and that'd, that'd be interesting. We'll put it on TikTok and people will be able to tell us yeah, in the comment section which one, which one they think was better, Cuatemox or Diego Valdez's. But overall, I think that the, the Chilean is, is, is coming to back to life. That point. Yeah, back to life and, and to that point where, okay, he is detrimental and he is important, right? And then we, we kind of knew this from the get-go, especially the league stuff. We missed him. 100% missed him. Leo Suarez, as great of a player as he is, struggled in that number 10 spot. And really, no one else is going to be capable of doing that but Diego Valdez. So, I, it, it was good. It's good seeing him back in, in that role, in that form. And, well, now he has Igor to kind of, you know, Chilean with Chilean right there. Interesting. Um, but overall, I mean, once that third goal in, goes in, you're thinking to yourself, what can we do now, right? Like, you just felt on top of the world. Then that fourth goal comes in, and you're thinking to yourself, well, this is another Cruz Azul waiting to happen. I wish. And then, no, yeah, of course, of course. And then I think, unfortunately, because of the circumstances of the match, like we mentioned, right, if, if Ramon Juarez doesn't need the substitution, we see a Henry. And I think we see maybe at least another goal, I want to say. I had a feeling that if Henry was, was to go in, I had a feeling he was going to score. I think if Henry was a player instead of Cabecita on that 1v1, I think he would have he, he would have made that. Yeah, I think he slots at home too. And, ah, man, the Cabecita thing frustrates me because it's like, it it's a 1v1 situation. Like, like, you have to put that into the back of the net. That's bad. That's just like, la- lack of it, playing yeah. time, lack of confidence at that. At 100%. Like, exactly what let's that was. put it this way. That miss basically cemented Brian Rodriguez's spot in the start 11 for at least like another week and a half. A couple more matches. Yeah. 100%. So. But you know what's funny I, I think I see Cabecita a lot uh, tomorrow night. I think tomorrow's like a game where you would put in Cabecita for like 40 minutes in the second. Interesting. Oh, I, well, you know, you know, yeah. I, I, well, depending that. on the game's going. Depending on the game's going, of course. And we'll get to that in, in, in a moment. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, Neca's coming in, scoring a goal, like we mentioned. Um, good, for him. good for him. Yeah. He was on that, um, that stupid little podcast that they were doing to hype up the Clásico, oh, right, yeah, with yeah. Nene Beltran. Yeah. And so... It was, it was and, and I know he was getting a lot of and trash was talk. In the house. It was um Chava. Chava Reyes. Yeah. Who would have thought that? <laughs> Definitely no. Oh man, but I, I think for the most part everyone showed out. Um if there's one player, and then like, this is just me being pessimistic, if there's one player you had to be nitpicky about that you were like probably could have, should have done better, who are you picking? Wow, we just say it at the same time. <laughs> All of us. Yeah, I think Actually, that was, that was not going to be my player. I honestly thought he he wasn't really that much of an offensive threat. Um, I think that if you were going to get any, I guess, any Chiva defender scared, it was if Brian had the ball. I think everything was just going mm-hmm. through him. I think he was the most dangerous. I think that once he had the ball, I think that's when they were like, oh, like 
we got to focus up. But when Quinones had it, it was like, okay, you know, we know what we can do. But it was mainly just to pass the ball out to the wing, and then he was going to wait for a cross. Yeah, he's Which the obviously decoy. not really his game, but that's what he's been kind of tasked to do in these matches. So I understand. But hopefully we get to see Quinones shine a little bit more in the next couple of games now that he's back. But I think Quinones could have done a little bit more. Uh, you know what? For the first time, I didn't really... I wasn't nitpicky on him because I was actually seeing him perform the role. Right? And, and like, I was seeing him shield the, the ball, kind of play with his back to goal, having the players play off of him, which is why it worked beautifully on Saturday, the, the attack. Because in other times, it was, he wanted the ball and started just running down the field. And it was like, chuck it to him, chuck it to him. And, and it was like, this is not going to work. This is not our football. And so I was okay with, with his performance. I thought, he had a, and I thought it was funny with the shot that he took that they all automatically thought it was going to go in. So they, they put the fireworks. <laughs> I, thought that was, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, no, I think the one player, and Christian, don't get mad here, the one player that I thought should have done better was Fidalgo. Only because there was, I think he maybe lost possession three, four times in our own half. It, it didn't come up to nothing because, again, defense, rock solid. There's just moments and instances where I think, okay, I think the semifinal game is still kind of in his head, you know? And oh, there, I think there was he, definitely a couple of plays where I think he fouled someone and he lost the ball on one. Mm-hmm. Um, he misplaced a pass on one. Um, all within like an hour and a half near, 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 the, near the, the half line. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, uh, I, I would agree with that. I think that could have been a bit better. I think Jonathan Santos though was amazing. Absolutely cementing himself in that sense. Of, and then that's why that's why when you guys were giving when you gave your predicting start eleven, I thought it was a little bit ludicrous to leave him out because he is such an anchor for this. But then team. Richard came in and then it was like But I think at that point the game's I, I think that point's a little bit the game's a little bit lopsided, right? It's a little easier so for Richard brilliant. to dominate that game. So brilliant on almost the same on Guti. Anguti had the little step back. Oh, amazing. No, I I agree. I think that, you know, there's Jonathan 100%. Look, he is the highest paid player in America right now, right? So he's kind of playing like it. So, I mean, I'm okay with it. I I like his performance. He's somehow maybe found some second win here, AJ, in his career. And... You know, a lot of us were not happy that he signed on. We all thought we were going to get rid of him after the end of the last season. Now he's our captain. Look at that. Proving it. Guess he wants to put the American in the wrong. Give him a second chance and um, make the most out of it, which, you know, got to him. I can't be mad. Like, if he was going to leave, then I was like, okay, good, nice. But then he's staying. If he's performing like this, I'm like, I mean, hey, I'm not complaining. Be our captain all you want. If you could perform like that. Day in, day out, I'm fine with that. 100%. 100%. Ricardo out here saying America is unstoppable as long as those bums out of Holayun and Lara are not on the pitch. Although Lara was on the pitch. So maybe maybe Lara's proving to You're be part okay. of that. Yeah, I think we're still okay with him. And then he goes, <laughs> Malagón is such a breath, uh, a breath of fresh air, unlike La Coladera Ochoa. I think Ricardo just comes on here to troll me. He knows that that's my soft spot, my weak spot right there. Uh, but he says, Jogo Bonito equals America. And I think, you know, we're starting to see a little bit of it, right? 
that game that so much eluded us against St. Louis. Now we're finally getting to see a little bit more of it. But anything else you guys want to add on in besides this Clásico Nacional that we've talked about? We talked about, you know, what we're right, some of the things we didn't like, but overall, the good stuff. Anything else you guys want to add? Chris, AJ, Christian, anything? Uh, I'll just add in. Um, we definitely could have really scored more, but like I'll understand how we had a 4 one and we somehow did not score that. That's like scratched my head. I'm like, should I think about Unfortunately, it was my boy Little Swaz that like messed it up too, and I was just like, "Come on, I had to do like the extra pass, and he probably might have scored." Like, <laughs> I actually think that it was Brian Rodriguez's fault because he should have passed yeah. it to to Diego Valdez on the other side, and he could have squared it for either Leo or Quinones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was that, and it just like obviously the one, but I mean, like that was kind of just unfortunate. Like Chris shows the lack of, like of playing time and all that. So I was like, "All right, that's fine." But it's one of those things. Like, damn, I wish that would have went in. at that point, like definitely deleted. That point, but... I really wish that was goal came. Yeah, that's really what I was Trust waiting me. for. I know I was like, oh, my dad and all my more. uncles were too. <laughs> that was a blue bottle on that third goal. Oh, damn. <laughs> um, and the other thing, um, Vega can handle the fact he had to get subbed out the half. I was like, nice. like Bonovich, it's like, wow, you poked out, are you like, you're one of your best offensive threats? Like, yeah, he just could not do anything. So for that to happen, I was like, I think that was a wrap at that point. Me and my family was like, I think that's game. If we were being cocky, it, enough, I was like, that's game. If he can't do it on a rainy night at the Azteca, what makes him think that he can do it on a rainy night at Stoke? <laughs> hey, hey, the funny thing is, I seen someone put, like, name all the America players that have scored a, a goal in the Clásico before. Like, they, and they, they, it was just a thread of, like, random players that have scored and yeah, I mean, he struggles against us. He definitely struggles against us. I mean, I think he lives off the highlight that he scored that goal against us in uh in the semifinal. That's what, that, that's what me and my dad were talking about. Is that he got big because of that one goal he got against, and then all the all, all the all the media was on. Mm-hmm. And he's just been flat ever since. If being so. But Chris, were you gonna add anything else? Oh no, I was actually gonna bring up that that uh that fake of uh, Lel Suarez. Like I didn't remember who who was the guy behind Lel Suarez. It was Chavez. Quinones. Yeah. My dad was just like, "This is what you need to give it sooner." Like that's thing. The thing about Brian Rodriguez that I just don't like is decision making always a little bit too late. And I think yeah. if he would have just be on time, he would have crazy amount of assists, you know, or goals, you know, and the fact that he's still having, like, I don't know, let, let's, let's talk, who's, who's our best player this year, in your opinion? Probably Diego Valdez right now. I'd say it's a toss between him and Brian Rodriguez, if I want to yeah. be on. It's that's between, where, it's between those two. That's what I, I think. Know. And I think it's like really, really close. But even then, like, you say Diego Valdez is not bad, but the fact that we we complain about Brian Rodriguez having those like late responses and he's still like number two, you know. So yeah, very impressive. No, no, of course. And then, like I said, look, like I I am a Brian Rodriguez fan. Like I, you know, but I will sit here and say that he has not had his best moments with America. There's points in time where I think that decision making is going to cost us, and it has cost us goals. 
So I, I think it's one of those things that hopefully with more game time, it becomes a little bit more refined. Um, you know, it, it's a lot different going from, you know, playing in the MLS and playing in Uruguay and then having to step up in the Estadio Seca week in a week out. It's, you know, no easy task, but hey, kind of is what it is in that situation. But yeah, hey, I'm just happy that we're going to see a very well Brian Rodriguez and hopefully a very polished Brian Rodriguez by the start of the year. Because I think that's going to be detrimental. You know? It's going to be important. Ripicness saying, Chris, did you think Fidalgo showed up today? You mentioned last episode that he needs to prove himself again. Uh, I had higher expectations. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I wanted him to have more uh, of an impact. But I, I'm not complaining of his game either. I thought he had a very solid game. I just wish it was more uh, aggressive, I guess, in the sense of uh, assisting and all that. But I think that's just the game. I, I, it's just maybe his expectation is that he will never reach. reach. That's not his game, but solid in the day. <laughs> you know what? I, I think I remember. I don't know when. It was a podcast we had. It was a while back. I think when you first originally got num- that number eight. Because you know when he came in, he had Paul Aguilar's number, right? The 22? Um, or was it 21? I can't remember. And then he got the eight. And then, I, yeah. And then I, I, I kind of made that. Was, I've always made these outlandish comparisons. And I was like, is he going to be the, ne- the the best number eight that we've ever had? Like like up there with Carlos Reynoso? And now I'm just thinking about it. And I'm just like, wow, that was. That was a bar maybe too high even. I shouldn't have done that or spoke that into existence. But uh, hey, Fidalgo, I think, you know, for everything that he's kind of had to overcome, little by little, we're seeing the better of him. And I think the fact that he plays in this Clásico, America wins, the way that we win helps his mentality. And I think now we get to see a much better Fidalgo week in and week out. I'm going with that oh, one. Boy. But, uh, yeah. No, trust me. I like Fidalgo. I, I really do want him to succeed, you know? Regardless of what Brian has to say. Yeah. Get Brian out of here. <laughs> 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 Shout out to Brian. Um, but, all right. I think that pretty much wraps it up for the Clásico Nacional. Now, let's talk a little bit of team news. I already alluded to it. Nestor Araujo confirmed out for the rest of the season. Does that matter? Are we even... Torn ACL? I, I think so. I, he has to go through some surgery and he's out for seven months. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, and, and to be honest, are we are we devastated or celebrating this? I, it's I kind mean, of I, 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 I don't think we should be celebrating a player no, getting not injured. Not in the sense that, yes, well, no, of course. Well, I, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> uh, well, crew up is celebrating it with me. <laughs> The only thing is that I wanted him gone. Um, yeah, and honestly, he should have been gone over the summer. I think that he just got too greedy, um, and that's why you know he's still here. But yeah, you know, hopefully he has a good recovery because and his career can continue elsewhere, just not here. Go back. You to know what the worst thing about it is? No? Yeah, no. But the worst thing about this is that you're not even going to play him, and then. He's still eating up that salary. And that is what frustrates me. Jesus. 
Rick, actually, Mr. The Jersey Man himself, saying, been listening, just reminding everyone that Ivan and I were the only ones on the Brianetta. <laughs> we still got seats available. There's time to join us before the year. Yeah, he's right. So I'll hop aboard on, on the Brianetta, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a fun ride. And I mean, I've, all I have, all I see on my timeline on Twitter is him with uh, bringing that ball down, which is like a feather. And then taking on also, like with that feint, absolutely amazing. That's all I've been seeing on my timeline. And I think it's, it is it is one of the plays of the game. Um, I think it just shows you the level that he's at right now and the confidence he's at. Yeah, that's 100% confidence right there. Literally, 100%. you're peaking at the same time that your competition is back. It's like, you can't let this go now. It's up to you. 100%. It's yours to lose, basically, at this point. 100%. Imagine coming into the next international break and it's Cabecita who doesn't get called up, but Brian is. I mean, it could be a reality. When they have so, a goal. 100%. Um, any more club news updates in regards to that? I think I only have that, the Araujo thing. Chris, I don't know if you've seen anything different. Gasset is out for two weeks also. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I talked about that a little that, bit. Yeah, Gasset is out for two weeks. That one thing's a little bit more because now you look at the center back room and it's Nidrolada and then I was reading the I think Luis Fuentes is ahead of as an emergency uh C B. So that's kinda scary, you know? Yeah. But hopefully God is in in our side. How's the Reyes doing? Uh I don't know. He didn't he didn't say anything about Reyes. Did they? I think he's out for another week. Another week? I, yeah, I think that's what the Prognosis is on him. Um, so I think they're expecting Cáceres and, and Reyes to kind of line mm. up a little bit in, in the return dates. So we'll see that. Mm, but yeah, you're right. Uh, defensively speaking, the center back, you know, the one place we didn't think we had depth, somehow we managed to scrape up two more defenders and might be potentially our best there. center back partnership. Yeah, it definitely is at this point. Oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, we'll keep you guys updated on that. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at Eagle Podcast and we'll bring you guys um, all coverage with uh, the updates on how everyone is doing. Rick saying, bad thing is we're down only two real center backs as bad as that all who has been. We don't got anyone else if Ramon or Igor go out. And I think you guys mentioned Lara, but it sounds like, you know, Fuentes might be higher in that pecking order. And almost conceded a goal for us. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, I know. God, it's it's scary. That that that, that looks bad on him. That looks bad. <laughs> Sorry, but I don't know, man. That that boy's got to step it up somehow because it's it's Just not looking good. Point. Yeah, I mean, you saw the wonders it did for Juarez. He can't play for the youth youth academy anymore. He can't be called yeah. up to those. I, th- I think you why yeah, don't he can't play him. They should really like disconsider him. I know we don't have the. We're talking about depth, right? But. But I'd rather, like, if there's someone else there that's going to give us the same type of game, just do a swap and just let him get the... Because all you hear is, is people say, like, how how in love they are with the talent. And I'm not going to sit here and say there's no talent, but we've seen it, right? It's like mm-hmm. me and AJ were saying uh, before the, the podcast, like, it's just a mature thing. And alone, alone would be perfect. We saw uh, uh, Ivan's boy, Cordova, when he went to Necaxa, right? Or <laughs> or even right now, or Ramon Juarez, right? Like they, they, it could be good for them. 
Like I'm not against the loan, but I think if he's that bad, you like take them. You could look at him in, against the youth, right? If, if he's really bad there, then maybe that talent was just fluke. Who knows? Damn, Chris, I really want Mount Reyes to to debut at one point during the season. Yeah, we loaned oh, them, and then we loaned them out oh, to expansion. Yeah, I know, oh, yeah. dude. I'm just saying, oh, man. I really hope the coaching staff takes a look at him and like, damn, that that's our left back solution right there. That it's kid is so good. I really don't want to spend we'll on, on the other youngster someone else somewhere else, right? Like Omar Campos just seems kind of like it, it's a it's a cool signing, but then you look at the academy players and you're just like, look, if you're gonna that could be our cool that, signing too, you know? Right? Yeah, like if you look at the academy players at the same age, they when they're given the chance, they've kind of given those type of games. Maybe just try them out a couple games, and if they suck, well, the windows open. Let's say you know if they, if it were to. Right. Open in the beginning of part of me hopes that the reason why they loaned out Maurice is to get him kind of in tune to hopefully maybe consider him for next season, even as a backup. But that's what and hey, we'll keep our fingers and toes crossed for that because it would actually be ideal because you save yourself some money in the in, in, in the long run, but potentially could find yourself a gem in that spot, which we desperately be been needing so i think that's it that does it for club news i don't really have anything else here but uh america actually traveled to Querétaro today via bus as you guys uh those who aren't too familiar with the geography of mexico it's about like i want to say two hours hour drive not four hours yeah. the four hour drive yeah that's not bad they're, nope. they're in their nice mercedes bus true yeah. that bus is nice it is that's really really nice um, and might as well just start talking about the game because Crew Epping is saying, does Henry start against Querétaro with Quiñones? And I want to bring up the question as well. Is it, hold on, wait, <laughs> I'm being thrown off by this. Ricardo saying, it's like if America played with MAGA hats during the game. She was more scared. <laughs> Forget Ricardo. Alrighty then. Uh, let me go, let me go back to, uh, to my question. Is, is this a game to experiment because you're, potentially facing off against a lower side or is this another situation where don't move anything it worked out perfectly against Chivas let's keep building that momentum uh, I, it's tough part of me is saying that you know but then again we have a really tough game on Sunday and you know I think it'd be a perfect chance to kind of maybe rest one or two players but then again, if we win this game, we are we're first place, right? I think I think we all want to just secure that first place by getting into the weekend. So play your best line. But then you you know you have players like Diego Valdez and Quinones and Fidalgo who need rest time. Um, so I think there might be a perfect opportunity to kind of maybe start Jonah Richard on that. You know, maybe bring bring it put in Henry for like fifty minutes. Um, Cabecita maybe even uh, Sendejas get him to start. You know. Uh, it's a good thing we have options, so I think we'll see a mixed lineup. But I think that we'll we'll probably start a lot more of what we saw Saturday than maybe just completely do a makeshift line. Okay, AJ. Uh, yeah, agree because remember after um Toluca, it's on uh, Capitalino against Pumas. Yeah. So it's one of those things like for Toluca, put your best lineup on there because that's mostly the team that we're going to be seeing against Pumas. So. Yeah. It'd be nice for every player to get some game time against Guerrero. I would 
love to, especially if we want to maybe experiment for a bit. Because something like Christian mentioned, we got just to get in first place. We kind of would love to be in first place right now, but it wouldn't hurt to get some of the posts. Maybe been like Alpha something like your um your Henry Martin, your Cabecito Rodriguez, give him some minutes time to get stuff um accumulated, get those back. All right, all right, Chris. Yeah, I think we need to see a mixture of uh of players. I think I think if if this is the game that if he wants to experiment, like I don't have an issue with. I think Henry Martin I don't think he starts. I, I think we shouldn't start. I think we need to one thing I hate about coaches is that they rush players, right? And I, I don't think Jardine is that type. I think that's the worst thing that you could do, especially when you're starting to see a pattern of injuries. I think you got to give Quinones. And plus, we talk about uh, playing uh, Quinones with Henry. That would probably bench Brian Rodriguez. And do you really want that right now? Like, I don't, oh, I don't know if you want. I don't know if you want to do that. And if Henry gets hurt again, we're gonna be in a very weird situation. So for me, you know, I think we see a mixture, but we don't see Henry start. I think he comes in second half, maybe fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, at least. But there's a question I want to ask you guys because I, I I forgot who was here. I think I don't think AJ was here, but I think I think Christian and Ivan. Were. Do you guys remember after the the the, the Cruz Azul game? I asked you guys about points in September. So we yes. won the game against. And I was Cruz just thinking Azul. about that too. We won against Cruz Azul and we won against Chivas. Now we got Querétaro, Toluca, Pumas for the rest of this month. I don't know what you guys was uh what you guys said, but you guys were very like you guys weren't very positive. You're just kind of like, oh, that's a tough road. I don't know if we could get the points with the way we're playing. Now after those two games, how do you guys feel, and what is your prediction now? To be honest, I kind of forgot my prediction. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot the prediction too. <laughs> I, I remember mine. I remember mine. So I, I think they said something around like eleven, eleven or twelve points, maybe. Something around there, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think. I think me and Christian kind of landed towards the middle ground of like, okay, I mean, you know. So I'll say this much: I think I'm still in the same tone as is, I don't know because even after impressive win like that, I still think we're a big if because it's mm-hmm. if Igor continues to play this, it's if Ramon Juarez continues to play this, it's if Brian Rodriguez can continue this form, if Diego Valdez, Diego Valdez can be our number ten, if. Julian Quinones can rise up to be that Quinones that we all want. If Henry Martin comes back to be Henry Martin. You know what I'm saying? So I think we still need a couple more games to kind of really figure out what we're going to do for the rest of the season. Um, but I think it's to answer your question. I think I would answer yes. I am a little bit more optimistic, but I'm still trying to tread tread water still because I still think we're a big... Yeah, I think Christian... Puts it perfectly there, right? It, we're still in the point of the season where we need to turn ifs into certainties. And I think once we get to that point, then, you know, I think all of us will feel like we're in a better situation. But I think, like I was mentioning, me and Christian landed towards, I think, the middle ground of like 10, 13 points, somewhere around there. And ideally, obviously, 15 was what we wanted. But I still think that, you know, this Queretaro game low-key worries me a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you because it's Queretaro away on the road. It's it's one of those games that you just know that for some reason America ends up playing ugly. And sometimes, you know, we don't get the best results playing ugly. 
And so, you know, we're susceptible for a draw. Let's be honest, you know, that's why I said it's important to kind of ride the wave. So I'm still sticking in that middle ground, but of course, they just basically picking off what Christian said, a lot more optimistic. So, so, but does the way you look at the opponent, like I know you just said Querétaro, but what about Toluca or Puma? Like, yeah, I'm, t- I'm still the same way. I'm still iffy about them. Pumas is playing really well. They just had a great comeback win against San Luis. And San Luis is number one right now. Right. And so right? to me, to me, it just shows that they're they're gaining confidence, they're gaining character. Uh, but that's always tough to go against. And obviously, the classical too, right? So you, you you never want to go into those thinking that you already have the win. Um, and then Toluca is very high scoring as well, so that'll be a good test for our defense. Like I said, if Igor can continue to play, if Ramon Juarez can continue yeah. to be stellar. Um, so I think I look at the games the same. Um, I, I still think they're going to be three very, very hard um, opponents to kind of overcome. Yeah. No, I agree 100% on that because it's, it's one of those things, right? Toluca away, another one of those difficult games where America always finds a way to complicate their life. And, uh, you know, a Clásico versus Pumas, it's sometimes up in the air, right? I think that one's a little bit more in the air than when we play against uh, Cruz Azul and we, when we play against Chivas. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Of course, we're optimistic either way, but again, we'll see what the case is. Now, I kind of want to backtrack a little bit to what we were talking about in regards to... um you guys wanting to alternate a little bit. And, and Chris, I think you mentioned, right, if this is the game that he wants to experiment, then so be it. I don't want that to be the case because remember the last time we won 4-0 and we let the manager experiment what happened against Columbus? Not end well. Okay? Yeah. So maybe maybe we continue that, start the same stun 11, give them... 60 minutes, and then, you know, you have five substitutions. Use them wisely, use them smartly, manage the game how it's going, and then give some of these players, I like your Valdezes, like your Fidalgos, a break. I would like to repeat the lineup, and then, like, around 50, 55, just then start, start, start your makeshift. Stuff. Yeah. At that, in this game, type of game, I'll allow it. It's just because it's mid-game, tough game on Sunday, and obviously some, some players need rest. Um, so hopefully by, by that time, we should have the game pretty much sealed up. And obviously, no. we'll see what happens. But it's one of those games where I think, I think you're, you're okay with it. You're, you'll allow it. Um, it's just for the pure sense of resting. You need, you need to make sure we're 100 No, I agree. I agree. There's, there's, you know, rotations that have to be made and all that stuff. I just think that... I just don't want to repeat a Columbus. That's it, really... Um, I know. <laughs> that's, 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 that's my biggest worry. It's and what is, from what I'm, I'm reading... So we don't have to worry about rain or anything. If it was raining and you kind of try to avoid injuries, I guess, you know, then I would, I guess I would, I would, I would disagree with you guys, but I get it. You know, I, I get it. You don't want to, you don't want to go and show momentum and then you go into Toluca where it, it's a very hostile, hostile, uh, uh, Stadium, they hate us. I don't know if you guys seen the video on TikTok where they're interviewing Toluca fans and they're saying, "Who do you guys like to beat the most?" And they're most of them. They, there's some people that say Pumas, but for the most part, it's all American. Yeah, and, 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 and Ivan, never really been nice to us, honestly. We and always Ivan, the, the the feud we had with them in the 2000s. Like it's a, it, it's maybe it's forgotten yeah. now, yeah. but that, that game used to be something, bro. And, you know, and, they used and to own it for a while. The, 
I'm not gonna lie to you. Oh yeah. They they, they would destroy us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one of their best goals from their most decorated player came against us, right? That goal um Cardoso scored. I see that, I see that video so, almost every year, brother. They're in like the most <laughs> random soccer page posted to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and like I said, that that scene never never been nice to us anyway. So it's always a it's always a challenge when we go there. Yeah. Been there, I mean, we'll witnessed see. it, and we lost. So yeah, lost three two. Ages like I, I know what I'm talking about. It's not I, I, it's I, not I, nice. I, I have experienced it. So, yeah, yeah, so gotta gotta make sure we're we're close to 100 percent as possible. No, yeah. So that's why I'm a little bit cautious to rotate. But I mean, I, I won't be up in arms. I understand the the bigger road ahead, right? And and the importance of keeping everyone fresh. And I know they monitor these players with the latest technology and yada, yada, yada. But I just don't want to kill the momentum. And I definitely don't want to see a repeat of the game against Columbus because you guys mentioned it, right? We win against Querétaro. We sit first place. And who would have thought that? And that's what I was looking at the table. I was like, who would have thought? With this game in hand, we sit first place. Like with the way we were playing, all the criticism, but everything that we were throwing at Jardine could easily be sitting at the top. Christian, you're muted. Oh, it's games like this that'll <laughs> get you that first place spot. Mm-hmm, exactly. You know? And as, as easy as it is to get first place, it's as easy to not get it and finish third or fourth. Exactly. So this is important, if not crucial, you know? So want to know the funny thing about us being potentially first is that our first loss was against Juarez. And they're second. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah. Not looking at it now, it's like, okay, we, even though it was like, I was, I was, pissed. I was in Mexico mad at the whole, uh, subbing in all the, the, the youngsters. The youngsters that won. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but looking at it now, like we didn't lose to a bad team. So, and we're going to be ahead of them. <laughs> so, oh, I don't know. It's a weird season, you know. So far, it's very weird on paper. Stuff doesn't look like the field, but I guess that isn't bad if what matters is the result, right? Yeah, like we talked about in previous episodes, and then of course, ultimately building momentum for Ligia, which is what matters. And like I said, let the Chivas game be the catalyst and kind of ride it through into Ligia. That's gonna be an important part. We'll see what happens. But okay, gentlemen, let's talk predictions here before we wrap it up here. So talk to me. AJ, what is your prediction for Wednesday's match against Querétaro? Honestly, honestly, it's going to be a scrappy 1-0. Just something about, just something about this against like Querétaro. I just feel like we're going to have to like fight so hard just to get that one, one goal. Even though Querétaro like not playing like the greatest of football like right now, I just know they're just going to give it. They're just going to give it. Well, such a win to the away game like what I so I'll go with that. 1-0 for America. Hey, I'll be happy with that. I'll take a scrappy win in this situation. Like, I get it. We showcased out against Chivas, and all of us want to see that, especially AP Jr., because he's saying that he's not convinced with Harine. Only if Goliamos again next game, it's still fuera baño, fuera bathroom. So, but I understand that everyone wants to see another 4-5-0 against Querétaro, right? Because on paper, on paper, right, we should be demolishing them. We just know that that's not going to be the case. So I'll take a scrappy win, AJ. I definitely will. Christian, what's your prediction? I'm going a little bit scrappy too. I think we win 2-1. Okay. 
2-1. All right. Looks like Igor and Juarez aren't able to keep up that clean sheet. Unfortunate. But hey, might be Igor scoring the winner. So we'll see. All righty then. Chris? 1-0 as well. Uh, it's funny how, how we view this game compared to Chivas, right? <laughs> I just think, <laughs> of it. I, I think yeah. we all understand what, what tomorrow is going to be like. So, I mean, hey, I hope we're like, wrong. I hope we're like wrong and another 4 nothing, which would be amazing. But it's just like, like we, we've, it's, seen the, we've seen the two too often. I won't be honest with you. And I call this the Ivan and Tapia Classico for <laughs> funny <laughs> Tapia. Reason, but, but I had... Whenever we face like a canterano or a next player, it, they show out. And if he starts, I just see some like crazy saves, and I feel like America's going off, saying, "Oh, why would we stop Oscar when this guy's like so uh, good and all that?" And I just think it's gonna be one of those games where the goalkeeper shows out, and they're gonna go after Ivan in the group. <laughs> it's either him or Alisson starting in goal. It's one of those two. It's one, it's one uh, or the look. other. Look, we'll see. Hopefully it is him. I I, I kind of want him to show his true colors and for all of you guys to be like, you know what, Ivan? You were right again. So we'll see what happens. But okay, uh, another scrappy win there for for Chris. Um, let's, let me give a couple of... Uh, let me see. Ricardo had given his prediction here. He said that America was going to steamroll past Querétaro and win 3-1, to one, right? Um, Rick, Rick saying two zero. Crew epicness saying two to one, and uh, AP Junior saying depends if Igor and Juarez starts with zero Layun, we're winning the three to one. I don't know what the result's gonna be with a Layun, so I'm a little scared to ask. Um, but okay, I'm going. I mean, dare I say it? I said it against you, and it worked. So I'm going 3-0 for this one as well. I think we can do it again. We can go out there, showcase, score some goals. I know I'm being delusional, but hey, sometimes like you got to drink the Kool-Aid. You got to like drink the Kool-Aid. You're acting like me when I first joined the podcast. Kept 3-0 yeah, and everything. Every one of us has to be the, the ludicrous one here. Um, Down for it, though. Yeah, no, of course. One of, you got to speak it into existence in that sense, so. I'm going 3-0. Um, look, ultimately, we'll have to wait to see what happens, right? Less than 24 hours away from kickoff. So we'll keep you guys up to date with everything over on our Twitter. So at EGOI Podcast, uh, it should be a good one. And um, yeah, anything else to add on, gentlemen, before we wrap it up here? No, I think I said everything I wanted to say. Just always always a great time padding it up with you boys about America. And hopefully we get the win. And, and they're always a little bit better whenever we beat you guys, huh? Always, always, it's always nice to be. Always. <laughs> Ideally, definitely ideal. AJ, Chris, anything else to add on? King Son Chivas, as um, Jocelyn as Josh would say, and, yeah. and Cascueva said, uh, they said uh, King Son Chivas. I don't know who they are. <laughs> I like it, Chris. Oh, no, nothing, man. I was gonna bring up that exactly the, how we won back to back, you know, that's perfect, bro. That's way to. That's the perfect America weekend. But and damn, did me, they bro, frustrate me? I, I was talking crap to all my Chivas friends. And I told them, bro, we beat you guys <laughs> both ended. Like, you guys fucking everything. <laughs> it was a great weekend um, for us. America, Baronil won, America Feminil won, Nestor Rafa out seven months. <laughs> 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 you can't get better than this, right? Oh my God. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'll just say this much. Thank you guys for coming out. This was great. This was fun. We'll talk more America later on during the week. If not, then next week, of course. And then just keeping, like I said, just keep an eye out on all our social media platforms. We'll keep you guys up to date with that sense. Um, with that said, thank you so much to Ricardo, to Rick, to Epicness, to AP Jr., to Brian. I know you were listening to this. Um, Dylan, everyone, thank you so much for coming out, joining us, and then uh, being part of the live show, too. A lot more fun when all of you guys interact. So thank you again. And to all of you guys listening on on any podcast platform, thank you again for subscribing. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Alrighty, guys. You guys take care. Be safe. And as always, Arriba America. Good night. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.